0: Well, hello everyone. It's 2023. Good luck with your uh, time warp trying to figure out when we actually record these. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you for those who served. But we are because <laughs> they're like I think it's Memorial Day, right? It would be coming up.
1: Uh, yeah, Veterans Day is like
0: October. Right, so. yeah, but that's it's different than Memorial, Memorial Day. No, I think Memorial Day is different than Veterans Day. No, it
1: is. I'm just trying to think when holidays are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But
0: I'm sure there's a big holiday like yeah. Easter. It's early or... January right now, just so everyone <laughs> the gets, gets the bit. Coming up, it's our first time recording back in 2023. Excited to be back in the studio hanging out with you all. Brady, what's your biggest goal for this year? You got biggest... a big goal for everybody?
1: I mean, always like to be financially smart. Okay. Always trying to grow assets. Okay. Can you be more vague for us? Give me something. Give me a goal.
0: Come on. Give me something specific. I
1: mean, I'd like to acquire another property. Okay.
0: There we go. Okay. And I think you're building a little bit of a real estate empire, right? You got some spots in Baltimore potentially?
1: Yeah, I got one spot in Baltimore. Then you have your house. And then the big move would be upgrading the house and keeping the current house, which I don't think this year is the year to do that. But
0: you never know. I feel like the game's appreciation right now, not cash flow. Yeah. So I feel like... Well, those interest
1: w- rates, it's definitely not cash flow.
0: Definitely not cash flow right now. But maybe you could break even, count the appreciation in like a separate... There's one of the things like... So when I have a couple properties and I do this. I drastically undervalued appreciation and focused way too much on cash flow. And I've definitely made the money in the game in the appreciation mm-hmm. of the assets, not the cash flow. Which I thought was kind of interesting because you go into it like reading all the bigger pocket stuff or everything. And you're like, all right, I'm gonna get into real estate and I'm gonna get, you know, they're all gonna cash flow. I'm gonna make an X amount for my properties. That's a further dream than most people want to be honest about, especially with the way interest rates are. Because I was able to refi down to like two point something on yeah. both properties because I had them before this craziness. But now, I mean, you aren't gonna cash flow f- anytime soon, years. So you kind of have to come up with a way tracking like appreciation.
1: Yeah. And if you do get a crazy interest rate drop and get to refi, even if it's 10 years from now,
0: it probably still ain't 2.7.
1: No, but if you start now, right, you don't really think about cash flow. Yep. And then that 3% interest rate hits again in 10 years, you've already paid a lot into that mortgage you can then do a major cash out refi on nope. that property and use that additional cash to buy another one because interest rates are low and this
0: is definitely home investing advice so yeah. do everything we like saying? is it
1: real estate arbitrage is that what they call it when you just keep pulling money out of a loan when interest rates drop to what
0: do we know <laughs> do we don't so yeah. take this all with a grain of salt this is what we do it's
1: a goal i don't know yeah. i haven't
0: achieved it yet no i know i love it <laughs> i didn't even think as no i was realizing we were just giving out financial advice on the podcast like hey we're not pros at this.
1: I mean, I go on my Instagram. Everyone's
0: saying anything. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. It's funny too. But that's what be sick. So do, when you get so the next one, which area are you're going to target? So I don't know. More of like a family style home because you're you're currently in a home or a condo. It's like a row home, I think is what it's called. So is it connected to another? Yeah. You, so you share a wall. I think so. And yeah. now you want to not share a wall.
1: I mean, I'm fine with the wall okay. sharing. It's yeah, all okay. the price and what the rent would go for and. That'd be sick. How much money I have. Yeah.
0: So maybe end of the year. We'll see. That'd be be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be good. What about you? Okay. So I want to get like a bigger boat and fish all of Baja down the Pacific side and then through the Gulf of California and fish all of Baja.
1: That'd be dope. I learned on our trip this year, just that Baja is a peninsula like that. It's crazy. I, I did well in geography back in the day. Wait, you didn't realize Baja was... Well, I just looked up where we went, where we went to Cabo, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I look it up. I'm kind of looking at the map. I'm like, oh, wow. Right below us in California is this little peninsula. I, I know Mexico is massive. I just have never really thought of... The geographic nature. The exact geographic yeah. nature of like what Baja is versus the main area of I love
0: Baja. I mean, it's got... Obviously, it's got its issues. I thought it was cool. I've only driven past the
1: border, so I've only seen, like, the Rosarito part of Baja. So it was nice to fly over everything and experience what I thought was pretty different than even Rosarito.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cabo is exponentially different than, like, Sonata or Rosarito. So I just want to go through all those areas, fish it all. I want to get a boat large enough to have, like, the kids and the wife on and then have, ideally, if I could, I mean, pull it off a captain who would like drive the boat from port to port. And then I could be working, fly down for the weekend, fish, hang out in that port, fly back. Yeah. I already talked to Myra about it. She's super excited. So I got the lady bought in and I just got to like work harder.
1: And it's a business. That's what we learned when we went to Cabo is the owner of that boat was from Santa Cruz.
0: I think he was in Fresno, dude. Like, what? Oh, cause
1: yeah, the yeah. boat said Santa Cruz on as like the main oh, arena. Okay. Okay. Location. Yeah. But he wasn't there. It was the, Captain he hired is he was on his two hundred and twentieth trip of the
0: year. Yeah, so I would have it like that too. So I like I would have it like I would pro- hopefully get the boat to pay for itself. Yeah, exactly. Do it's my like marketing. passive income. Yeah, have Scarlet help out with the social. So the social sick, maybe a little apparel like we talked that about. User generated. We content. talked about. All this, like, yeah, we did talk like, I'm about I'm literally it. gonna just execute yeah, one of life. our we already planned it. Market this strategies because I got so pumped. I was like, I got to do this. This yeah. is too much fun. So, uh, I'm excited about that and just figuring out how to make it all work. So, that's kind of probably my big goal. But, I mean, we crushed December for at Directive. Oh, yeah. So, we had a big December. A lot of our competitors, who will not be named, but they were doing layoffs, struggling, pivoting. We haven't seen any macro decline, to be honest. I mean, literally, I think December was the second biggest sales month in the history yeah. of the company, right? Well, what do we do in bookings?
1: Um, I think I just know all of my T1 or T3. I don't know. December off the top of my head. <laughs> but we had a good T3.
0: Best yes. trimester for sales.
1: Yeah, it was the best trimester we've ever had in sales. I think I was involved in 4.8 million in bookings it? and... Even with all those vacations, even (laughs) even flying out to London to support the team (laughs) at Directive. To get that Sugar CRM deal to close. Going to Cabo to support the team at Directive. Yeah, you're a a servant. And then I went to Hawaii to relax.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it all kept rolling. It did. It really did. We had a great start. And it looks like the start of the year, I mean, by literally January 3rd, you were so busy, we had to make you an AE. So now you're an AE. It's you couldn't crazy. get a call with us till like, February 15th <laughs> yeah, <had> or a... <laughs> something
1: on January 3rd. And we don't have a small team, but no, people were, team. like, trying to book meetings, and it would push out to late Over a Jan, month. Yeah. early Feb.
0: So we had to... We had to open up some capacity. Yeah. So Brady, we're hiring, obviously, for more salespeople, and then Brady is uh, hopping on some more sales calls independently. Yeah. So been a fun start to the year. Probably most of what we have going on, we're launching a new customer, Gen 2.0. So I think that's exciting. That's exciting. Um we're pivoting I won't say pivoting, we're expanding is a better word. So we're expanding outside of just SaaS into tech. Um I think that's really exciting. It's gonna give ideally our customers a lot more dynamic way of serving them because we're gonna have some consumer tech companies as well as some B2B tech companies. And I think you're gonna see today on advertising jealousy. As well as just the way we talk about market this, there's so much B2B can learn from B2C, and there's so much B2C can learn from B2B. And when you start taking the strategies that work well in one and bring it to the other, you're always an innovator. So if you do influencer marketing in B2B, you're an innovator. If you're doing like really, really strong, like um, account expansion or sales enablement or like account based things in the consumer side, you're an innovator. So, it's kind of like bringing what we've learned from each, I think, to the other is going to create a really dynamic environment for tech companies. Yeah.
1: And the business models are exactly the same. It's just different <laughs> numbers, right? Yeah, B2C
0: they- is larger audience, lower AOV, and B2B is
1: smaller audience, larger AOV. That's exactly what it is. Retention is still the same focus. Both <laughs> have like more project based revenue short term, where they don't think about retention. They just think about that one purchase. Yeah. It's, yeah, when you take a step back, they're identical.
0: Yeah, and I think when you bring LTV modeling to consumer stuff, it's probably insightful for people who are very transactional, right? And so, I, I think it's going to be really, really cool. So, really excited about 2023. I think we got a great year ahead of us and excited to keep doing this yeah. show with y'all. So, with that, you ready to dive into a little advertising jealousy? Let's do it. All right. Let's start with yours,
1: sir. All right. Switch it over. So, mine is a car ad. We've done a few of these, but the reason why I'm jealous of this—you've yeah, done more
0: car ads than me now. Actually. I know, I,
1: I know. <laughs> I'm into cars. I just don't buy a new car <laughs> yet. Yet, I'm so I'm going on. I think I thought about this week in eight years. Eight years in the hatchback hybrid. Is that your longest relationship? <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> because you've known that's longer than you've been with
1: Lindsay. Yeah, is with that's longer than I've been at Directive. You did. You had yeah. I bought that car. Oh my gosh, I love it. But yeah, so this car ad, I'm jealous because of the copy. Um, you know, the car. It's so what it is is a Land Cruiser Heritage V6, which is like a specialty Land Cruiser. My first question to you is, when do you think this ad
0: was made? Let me read it all don't read it all. Actually, it actually doesn't really say it, but... Well, no. I got to think. So, I would say 2012, and it's used in developing countries.
1: Okay. So, this is like a 2020 is when they started this model. This might be like a 2021, 2022 app. Okay. So, well, I was even... Which... If you saw the front of this car, it looks a lot newer, but this is um, an ad from the United Arab Emirates.
0: I was going to say, I didn't want to say it, but I was going to say Arab because I saw the Al-Futon. I want
1: to say they're in maybe
0: Dubai. But
1: um, they tried to bring this car to the US. I don't think it worked too well. And it was kind of like a a worse version. It kind of looks ghetto-y. It's a a throwback. Yeah. So their goal is to do a throwback Land Cruiser with a V6 engine. I think over there they have manual and automatic. That's sick. So the car I looked into because it looked like it was from the 80s, which the search engine headline wouldn't make sense, (laughs) or the 90s. Yeah. So I looked into it. It was an interesting car, but that headline, the original search engine, I think a lot of this is because of my background, but I do think that headline connects with consumers is like, oh, it's something you can go anywhere and find anything. I and love it. I'm jealous of it because I'm kind of bummed they used it on this car. This car to me just doesn't seem like a huge deal. And even in like Dubai, I don't think it's like the most popular thing to it purchase. It has
0: to be pretty pop. Do these things? So, like, Okay, so I have the blessing of growing up a missionary kid and been to Dubai before, been to all these Mm -hmm. places. I've been to all the different continents, gotten to see so much, especially in underdeveloping areas. These cars are so popular, dude.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know that's like the origin of the G-Wagon Mercedes.
0: Yeah. And there ain't any of those. It's all Toyota. Like, this car is like the goat of underdeveloped countries. Now... What I want to see on here that I think would be super sick is what they don't really talk about, I think, are two areas. I think people care about the suspension a lot because the roads aren't as good. Mm-hmm. So what it doesn't say, for example, on there is, is it four-wheel drive or not? It doesn't say if it's four-wheel drive. So I think that's a big miss thinking about where they're selling it. And then if it's Apple CarPlay compatible with wireless, like wireless CarPlay – if you could, because mm. think about it, you get all, because people don't want to buy an old Land Cruiser. They want to buy a new Land Cruiser without paying and have it be really functional. Mm. Primarily, I would argue, like, what are the shocks in the springs? What's the rear axle? And then what's the, like, drivetrain? Is it a 4x4 or not? Because if you had all that in there and it was, all, like, so it's missing some key features in my opinion. Like, it says Bluetooth. Does it CarPlay enable? Like, retro fabric seats i don't know if the fabric of the seats is more important than if it's four by four what yeah. do you think
1: yeah it's like retro cloth fabric which isn't the most enticing thing but the goal was for it to be this like retro car but so powerful v6 i
0: guess maybe there's a v4 in it i think there's also more to it because so it parts and labor are really important so i would imagine in these regions if they're all really good at working on this land cruiser already then you could sell essentially you get what I'm going with this yeah like you put yourself in a much healthier spot when you have supply chain issues in some of these regions mm-hmm. so i really really liked that as a concept yeah but i'm just jealous
1: of that headline i kind of wish it wasn't taken because i've only seen it in these print ads there's a maybe one or two print ads but that concept of the original search engine i just wish it was taken further i wish it was done just selfishly in the state so i could see more of that ad campaign but i just imagine it, like even a kid saying like oh dad like can you look up this like, how big is uh whatever rainbow trout in the Sierras? And instead of, like, Googling it, they get in the car and they go.
0: Is there no video of this campaign? No. Like,
1: this is all I could find
0: what? was in the United Arab Emirates. you're right. It's so good. It's just it's
1: so good. And so I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Like, that line is now taken, right? No, it's not. Well, technically, yes. Like, they did it. So what are your thoughts on Range Rover, U.S.-based? Taking that headline, maybe very close to well, it, and building just a full done, campaign around it.
0: If it's just done by Time Motors, I'm sorry for butchering that. Inevitably, there I just probably did. And it was done by them, not Toyota. Yeah, I don't know. That could be the difference. Yeah. Now, if, if Toyota did a whole campaign around the original search engine,
1: and then then yeah, you couldn't Range do Rover.
0: It. So I mean, but if a random technically... dealer. And UAE did it. You're probably fine if you're with somebody else.
1: Yeah. So if it's mostly by Toyota, they can maybe look at this as a proof of concept if the market got good feedback and then take it to other countries and build full campaigns around it. Because I... would Correct. I and personally you, love the headline.
0: I absolutely love the headline, but I could also do a variation of it that you'd love just as much. The original okay. Google Maps. See, you know why I don't love it as much? Why? Is because of
1: the double entendre and engine. That's what... Just the Ooh. fact that the car has the engine. I never got the to search the double engine. entendre
0: in my brain, though. It never did. That's looked.
1: where the magic happened. Like, when I first read it, I started thinking, oh, yeah, search engine, you can find anything this car. You can find anything. But then once I noticed, like, engine in a car, search engine is the name of sure, a search it engine. should have,
0: like, a landscape shot where yes, the vehicle's yes, yes. moving, though? That's
1: where I just okay. want to focus okay. on okay. That the headline. headline. All right.
0: Best headline ever. I agree.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah, it made me jealous to the point where I wish it was something that was in my market that I could see. I wish it was taken further. You could just take the
0: search engine concept, get rid of the original, and then you could also reclaim it. Yeah. So you could do something like... Yeah, the um, most powerful search engine. Right. And that
1: talks about the V6. And you could definitely play with search engine without
0: completely duplicating the concept. Was that because the old one was like inline four? They had a four-cylinder engine? Or you're not, you never got that far.
1: No, that was something I was reading was like, I don't know if the old one, if the old one was V6 and they went with an inline four for a while and now they're
0: bringing that V6 back might be a part of this. Yeah, but th- that's what's so weird is I'm like a bit more, I guess, like I'm a car guy and it says I kind of know why they do things and how they work a little bit. I'm not great at it, but I'm I'm above average now. I just think they probably like they aren't really speaking to why someone in UAE buys a Land Cruiser that's kind of my point i think they yeah. needed a v6 because the four cylinders couldn't tow things mm-hmm. or couldn't like if you put 12 people in one of these instead of four yeah you- <laughs>
1: yeah no there's a there's a cool range rover ad which i i won't bring it up later it's okay if i talk about it now yeah, yeah. it's like can you spot the range rover
0: and it's a super busy. Can you busy... pull it up, Scarlett, for me? I want to see this ad. Yeah. It... So he doesn't play like a bad radio with me.
1: Oh, now I have to confirm that it was a Range Rover. Come on, man. Let me just. There you go. No, no. Yeah, you, he saw the Range it. Rover picture. Okay. It's the first one on the left. So, like, kind of this type of concept.
0: Like a Where's Waldo ad.
1: Let me see. But.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the one off the So road. there's
1: a ton of traffic, yeah. and then the Range Rover is like off in the sand.
0: And that's pretty cool. So that
1: is more visual conceptualization
0: yeah. versus And know, then if you the just headline. put the original search engine right above it, that's ah, talk about
1: search engine traffic. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 the original hosting provider. I don't know. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> goodbye road, goodbye traffic, no. goodbye five mile. See, I love when people do the the, the triple goodbye there on the copy yeah. on that first line below.
1: Which I've seen people mob in Vegas. Have you seen those people on the dirt road?
0: Yeah, I have When actually. there's
1: crazy traffic?
0: I'm usually the one waving numbers. No, yeah, right? <laughs> That's sick. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, let's look at mine real quick.
1: Ronald. Good old Ronald. We've talked about Ronald McDonald. Now it's time <laughs> about Ronald Reagan.
0: Well, we've talked about like influencer marketing. And everybody acts like it's this whole thing that's taking the world by storm. And I saw this ad and I was like, bruh. I mean, this is more of like a celebrity spot than influencer. Maybe the ultimate influencer. Well, he wasn't a president yet.
1: Oh, this is pre-presidency. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I think I'm not crazy. This Right. Ronald Reagan was like an actor before he became president. Peter, I did not know Peter, that. the guy behind the camera Peter is confirming. Up. Yes, thank you, Peter. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I was fairly certain about that. So yeah, so see how he started in Hong Kong. Uh Pine Thomas Paramount production. Color by Technicolor. So this is 1950s. Ronald Reagan literally signing boxes of Christmas card cartons. So imagine like getting your aunt susan just a big old carton of chesterfields
1: yeah i mean that was even funny in the cabo airport they were selling just boxes of
0: cigarettes and (laughs) you and i I think are always wondering like who buys these we there was a line oh really oh yeah people were buying they were buying boxes of them he says i'm sending chesterfields to all my friends that's the merriest christmas any smoker can have chesterfield mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste so I did like that part. So I like that they had some product innovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the the to and from on the box, you show him actually riding within that. Like, pretty yep. good yep. packaging. Great packaging. And what I really liked about it more was the features, right? So un- no unpleasant aftertaste and then the mildness. I don't really believe that's possible, but maybe. I if- mean, look at him. Look how happy he looks. Yeah. I love that he, he has one happy. in his mouth. Wow. It's the most
1: impressive smile with a cigarette in your mouth I've ever seen. It's probably
0: photoshopped. I don't, could they do that though? <laughs> no. like well, they had their methods. They were of... way better, though, at smoking back then. I feel like that was just, like, commonplace. Like, you and I right now, if this was the 50s, we'd be smoking cigarettes on this podcast right now. That's true.
1: With our whiskey.
0: With a the good old
1: days instead (laughs) it's just this gray goose vodka in a water bottle
0: (laughs) it's just the vodka no i i thought it was good i just liked it more because we i think sometimes don't respect the past nearly as well and so one of the concepts i had that i thought would be fun to talk about was what do you think brady we could learn from stuff they did in the 50s that we don't even do anymore Mm mm-hmm in other words, like I I think marketing goes through cycles where like newsletters are out right now. but remember when they were big mm-hmm. now it's all about your social. but before getting a big following on social it was all about building your email list right and before that is about writing handwritten notes. you had a big Christmas card list yep but I bet you a lot of those things are gonna come back like influencer marketing you didn't really hear a ton about, For a while, then all of a sudden it became the hottest thing, Mm -hmm. even though we've been doing it now for over almost, what, 70 years. So, to you, what's some stuff maybe from the past that you could see coming back? Anything?
1: I mean, I, I don't think we've... I think we've kept all the right things. I don't know. Like, you could even... Like, radio is huge.
0: Yeah. Is radio just gone forever?
1: It is in my life, but I don't think it's gone forever.
0: You know what I mean? Like airport ads were so big before we, yeah, before COVID.
1: But it's like, what's it's because you and I don't listen to the radio, billboard ads. We have our cell phones, so we're not really looking at airport ads. So it's like the reason why it's not there is because it doesn't work as well. But I think even a lot of things in this ad, like you might find an influencer doing a TikTok video that talks about this is the gift they're giving all their friends. Yeah, top ten this gifts, Christmas and this ten is gifts why. for men,
0: and then you get like a two pocket knives a paperweight holder yeah i know slingshot.
1: like they're still nice pen in industries like vendor gifting yeah. is big like my nephew are his uncle got this like crazy dump truck as a vendor gift with all these gifts in it and he just gave it to the nephew but like he's in construction and so that's still a big thing is all the partners he works with they're all gifting each other so like conferences I tweeted out
0: that we're no longer allowed to sponsor booths.
1: Yeah, I was talking to a prospect and we laughed about how, like, conferences used to be more of an actual shopping mall. Like, people are there to buy, and now it's more of a theme park
0: or a graveyard.
1: Yeah. Where the the exhibition
0: halls have fun are pretty depressing.
1: Yeah. Everyone's just selfish. Everyone's trying to get them to buy from you, even though they approach you like they're interested in your stuff. They really just want you to be interested in what they got which there's always a
0: mutual connection but, but, but... you and i've talked about this i feel like direct mail would work better now i feel like yeah billboards can work better now yeah. i feel like out of office works better i feel like sports partnerships can work better now i feel like there's so many things in-person sales pitches imagine trying to win the chesterfield account as ogilvy mm-hmm. back then would you have ever done that over a telephone call or would you have flown out you'd fly yeah, out you'd fly out so I think humanity has been remained the same. I think technology plus a pandemic spun us in so big of a circle we forgot where the real leverage is and it usually mm-hmm. comes from human interaction so i I would be curious how you could get more you know i r l little in real life going on and get away from so much digital but if you could d- deliver the in real life mm-hmm. digitally, now you're kind of getting both best of both worlds,
1: yeah. But even like to your point, direct mail to someone who works from home, like this is such a cool time for that. Correct. Like I've never received from, you know, outside of directives gifting to me, like I've never received anything from a potential partner to my house. Correct. I think the technology
0: is there to find the home address. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like if we can go back in time, you're almost always innovative. Mm-hmm. Like the first person that wear some chinkos is definitely an innovator in this fashion what are space. Chinkos? chico's i think chink pants chinkos yeah with the with the big like they- a khaki pant i don't know no so uh, Chinko, look it look it up for us chinko jeans yeah yeah go to the bottom chinko. yeah you remember like do you remember oh the yeah the shuffling <laughs> yeah the, from the 90s the parachute jeans yeah see so those are sweet. now you're a fashion icon if you bring them back my point being is just like fashion marketing goes through cycles yeah And I think any time you can get out of the current cycle and into the next one quicker, the better you're going to be. Like imagine – like so remember when we got into the game, everything was webinars? Yeah. Now there's no webinars. Everything was podcasts. Now it's YouTube shows. Mm -hmm. As long as you can get out of the current and into the future, I think you always have a spot in marketing to keep staying innovative, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like just getting onto the, you want to be on the early side of a cycle, in my opinion, instead of the late side, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be the group still doing white papers right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You want to be on the other side of white papers. So,
1: yeah. So I think that's what you can learn from the past is like, why don't we do this anymore? What would we keep doing and replacing the, why we don't with what's its best or why did we
0: used to do it this way? Because
1: i think yeah the reason for yeah the it. exactly the core root of yeah. like what's occurring and then how does that fit in today's world correct and it could be you know you might not find something new with that thought process but every now and then you could probably think like oh no one's doing it this way but this is exactly what they were going for back then
0: and what we were talking about earlier b2b and b2c taking from each other i always try yeah. to take from b2c and bring it to b2b mm-hmm. and if i was in b2c i would take from b2b and bring it to b2c yeah just like Direct mail. I always get yeah. direct mail for B to C, but never for B to B. Nope. And that's what makes it stand out. And I think that's the part people forget is like doing the unexpected. Like I always say that directive: our marketing has to be shockingly memorable. Mm-hmm. When you can introduce that shock factor, that wow factor, that oh, I've never got this before. This is different. Remember, like people pay more for different, not better, which we talked about a lot. But just being innovative, creative, and different is always critically important for your campaigns. Yep. So. Uh, do you want to show us what you found, Brady?
1: Yeah, let's do the the finding of the week. All right, so is gonna pull it up. So, can you hit slideshow for us? Yeah, we'll full screen it. Perfect. Thank you. So this was a first time doing this analysis, but it's based on like a theory. That i've had which is around you know cost per click is an indicator of value
0: oh yeah you and i have been talking about this forever like your most expensive conversions are usually your most valuable ones so when b2c advertisers show up in b2b yeah and then they decrease oh these are all your most expensive cost per conversions and then they essentially decrease your cpa and they like clap for themselves and the company makes way less money because some of your most expensive conversions yeah. are also your most valuable ones, right? Exactly. That's the theory you and I've had for years.
1: Yeah. So usually you can't find it in a platform because they're only tracking form fills. So normally you see the cost reduce Correct. as it goes through a pipeline. But now that we have offline conversion stages.
0: tracking, Salesforce bidirectional syncs, things
1: like that, yeah, you can do it in the account. But this one, this is you know pre before they purchased and started working with us. Okay. And so this was their old setup. This was working off of form fills. And so as I was going through their search terms, I was just seeing a handful of different intent, very top of funnel, some very bottom of the funnel, like people looking for solutions. Yep. And so I had this thought to kind of prove that theory with very clear data. And I ran an average cost per click filter. So I went into their search terms for this campaign. And I looked at data for when cost per click was less than twenty dollars. Um, and I'll get into that screenshot at the top after. And so when I filtered that, the cost per conversion was 4370 and the conversion rate was 0.27. And then I looked no. at what happens when the average cost per click within the set of search terms is above $20. Yep. The conversion rate tripled to the point where their cost per conversion, even with a higher average cost per click, was, I have it like in the text, $1,570 less.
0: That's yeah, about 50% less too, just basic math.
1: Yes. So the reason why this stood out was, and why I looked at this in the first place, is they were running this campaign on maximized clicks. So you're telling Google, I want as many clicks as possible. Well, Google's like, yes. Given my budget and given <laughs> my targeting.
0: Oh, yeah. And well, so
1: to make that happen.
0: Google wants to eat. They're Google gonna- <laughs> is
1: going to find the lowest cost per click to maximize the clicks. this is essentially what the algorithm is looking for. Bro, did you
0: overlay this with demographics so you could see like household income on CPCs under twenty? No, this was strong enough. But you know what I'm saying. I guarantee you that you're gonna see age and income drastically skewed across under or over with whatever that Yeah, I don't know if you can do a cost per click analysis. And did you see if was the breaking point twenty bucks? Or like how did you get to the you know what I mean versus fifteen or twenty five or like how did you determine twenty?
1: First, I was just looking at what is converting at a high rate, seeing what that cost per click is, yeah. and then I was just playing around with what what happens when I do 50. The line in the sand, What yeah, happens yeah. when I do this? And I, I wanted the cost to be pretty even. Yep. So you can see 118000 when it's less than and 96000 because yep. I could have done an extreme. I could have done more than yeah. $50 and maybe conversion rate was 2% and it was lower. But if it said you've only spent $5,000 on those searches, it would be less of an impact. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is they were losing impression share due to budget and rank. So there's a ton of room in the campaign to show up more for what's working great and to be more aggressive on cost per click. Cause they're losing due to rank. Um, so that those two metrics is why it actually meant something and they could change it immediately. But I thought it was interesting. It was just such it's clear data that high cost per click is not always a bad thing yet what their algorithm was doing was trying to really lower cost per click and get as many clicks as possible
0: so what would you recommend recommend they move their bid strategy type to in a situation Um, like this so someone's watching the show yeah they go in they find what they find their litmus kind of their breaking point is maybe it's 15 50 200 whatever it is for their industry right what what do you move that bid strategy type to when you find data like this
1: so I would have to test a few things. Okay. So I would test maximize conversions without a target CPA, just to really let Google get aggressive, bro, and see how well the product holds up and the conversion rate. It would I would have out- to be a pretty
0: accessible product to do that, though, right? Yeah.
1: And it it depends on the negative keyword list and how open ended the targeting is. And Um,
0: would that type of strategy require daily bid management at this size of budget on keyword management? Yeah,
1: like negative keyword management. Yeah. Um. If that hasn't been done in the past, even using this bid strategy, there's a ton of data to do. Correct. Negative terms.
0: And when you do that, you want like an n gram analysis, right? Yep. Okay. So
1: that just means like aggregating data for specific terms yeah. within the search terms. So and when could, those
0: terms are either isolated, paired together, or tripped together, or quadded together. Yep. Yeah. So anytime let's say these two words are in the same search, we know that we either drastically decrease or improve our performance. Anytime one individual word like free, cheap, is in it, yeah. uh what, how, sometimes the locations terms. Sometimes locations. So, like, if you don't serve a location or you're a national player, you keep losing. Like, I remember for you and I, I remember back in the day, if someone looked for, like, um, New Orleans SEO agency. And we weren't in New Orleans. We weren't actually in New Orleans. Yeah. Physically, like, real presence there. We would get our butt kicked, for example. So, like, just really helping you understand intent. So, n-grams are huge for that. But, no, I love this analysis. I think you could build another filter around demographics, like I kind of talked about. Because yeah. I think... The biggest thing to learn about this and what I think – this is my only feedback to Brady on this and what I would say if I was in the room is I want to tie it back to humanity. So I want to learn as much as I can about the humans, like not just the CPCs. I like I think yeah. too often – I mean
1: this was a part of it
0: because a lot yeah. of the waste was in mobile, which likely a lot of the lower CPC is point. for mobile traffic. Advertisers will say that. All the time, they're like, you're not doing as well on mobile, or you don't do as well on Tuesdays, or you don't do as well at, after like, 3 why p.m. Is mobile not working? But they don't talk about the the humanity of it. It's so, like, I remember that was a case, right, with a customer way back in the day, and I was more involved here. But there used to be a, a box on Meta, I don't know if they still have it, where I could say mobile, but only if on Wi-Fi. Yeah, they're remember connected that? to
1: Wi-Fi, so you know they're now not Now I knew they were stable. Around. They were yeah. less,
0: they were more like at their home or on their couch, and I found way better CPAs. So it wasn't that mobile was broken broken. It was that humans who were mobile on mobile weren't worth. So it was, and this was early internet. So we didn't have as good websites, not as good checkout processes, things like that. But my point here is more whenever you find something in advertising or marketing in general, and it becomes about a data point, like over $20 CPC, we do better than under $20. Do not stop there. Be curious and try to find psychological and human parallels to why psychologically it's not working, who is this psychologically affecting, and get to the point of humanity. Anytime you can turn essentially campaigns that are highly analytical and in a platform into human findings, you can then take those human findings and apply it to all your other campaigns, and you'll start to become a really, really powerful marketer, frankly, these days. Yeah, because the data has is- made us bad. Like it's made us less creative, less curious, uh, worse at copywriting, uh, worse at the actual art, art of marketing. We are now very good at the science of marketing, mm-hmm. but we're way worse at the art. And I think when you find something scientific and you have the wherewithal to turn it into art that connects to a real human – now you're the best marketer in the world. Yeah. What are the actual searches in that filter versus the other one? Yes, and, the strength. That's And is... what are those human? Who are the humans actually searching it? Yeah. What age are they? How much money do they make? Where do they live? Yeah. What are their hobbies? Is they... lower 20 all questions? Can are you they layer students? <laughs> Can you layer it with the LinkedIn pixel and maybe get even more insights? What are their job titles? Yeah. Um, what are the size of the companies they work for? What other marketing technology do they already have in their tech stack? As you start putting that all together, now... You have a narrative around which humans are less likely to buy from us instead of which CPCs work best for bid adjustments. Mm-hmm. And that's when the game changes. And that's what I think makes Directive special. Yep. Is that passion to tie the science back to the art. Yeah. I always tell prospects we're, we're realists. Yeah.
1: Hyper pragmatic. We actually think about what's happening, and that's where all the performance comes
0: from. Yeah, it does not come from this insight. It comes from... From this insight, once it's been extrapolated against your industry, positioning, ideal customer persona, actual users, actual converters. This is a showcase,
1: an opportunity.
0: Correct. An insight, a moment, a tactic. Yeah. And then once you extrapolate that into a campaign, now you have something powerful. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. All right. Welcome to Market This. (laughs) Okay. Ironically, on today's like recording session it's the first day in the history of brady cram
1: i don't know man i told you i'm a little sick that you're not wearing yeah i'm wearing jeans i know and great great worn. choice on the black
0: jeans by the way good coordination yeah, yeah, yeah. there. You i don't know
1: why i grabbed them they are not comfortable <laughs> that's true but i didn't remember what i wore last episode so you know, I, was that's like, I may have worn this green you know? Button up, which is also oh, shout also, out Peter also on the yeah, pants, the black also jeans, on the, the black, black jeans.
0: jeans. Shout out Scarlet, but she actually looks more comfortable Are those jeans. Yeah,
1: leggings, leggings, <laughs> See? <They're> not jeggings.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing these jeans. This is I know built. I
0: looked at the logo. It's like B V L.
1: Oh, built. the the shirt's Viori though. Okay, okay, so we do have
0: some Viori on. Yeah, it. let's say it's the first time in Brady's recent life that he wasn't wearing <laughs> Viori. I'm telling you, I'm a little out of it. That is out I of it. I regret the decisions. So on market this today. We're talking about athleisure. Is that what it's called? Athletic leisure, athleisure? That is
1: the category that I wear, even though
0: I'm not athletic. Okay, so we this is what we're talking about. We go to lunch every week before the show. We're always like, okay, what should we do this week, right? And we're always trying to figure out what it is. And I w- wanted to talk about this. I thought I had a pretty creative idea for like how you could market this. And then Brady, I thought, took it to a whole other level. So we want to build an athletic leisure company. For non-athletic people. So, ironically, while everyone else, like who and Viore, is, like, designing, or even Quicksilver with their bathing suits or whatever, like, everything's designed for motion. But we wanted to design all of our clothes for sitting. Yeah. Because, like, theoretically, like... Okay, so like the the idea would be like you know like the Victoria's Secret runway show or like a very like just stereotypical runway show, right? I've never seen it. Okay, of course you haven't. Yeah, Yeah, my mom would uh, close my eyes when Victoria. She would come over there, run over there when Victoria's Secret came on when I was growing up. But let's say you've never seen it, and I'll explain it to you. So models walk down a runway, turn around, walk back. Okay, same runway, same as every other. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Zoolander. Yeah, just like Zoolander. So what we would do is we would have models all wearing the exact same upper. So like men maybe would have like a very stereotypical work attire like a collared shirt jacket but all the same color jacket all the same color collared shirts so there'd be no attention focused on the upper wear. And then the bottom wear at first I know we can have, yeah, we can have I know I, mean, so. I know we'll get to that. I know. But we got to introduce the product in a shocking way. Yeah. And then all the women are wearing the same uh, like let's say blazer blouse combo also very professional n- non attentive color scheme nothing risque nothing to take away from the focus being on the bottom wear. and on the bottom wear, you would have your work from home attire yeah so it'd be like a work from home like runway model show and it would be like announcing our new product line and everything would be like looking like good on top but then comfortable at the bottom at the end of the runway we would have a desk like a chair and you would sit and you could see yeah, how you like spin around. Yeah, like spin yeah, off and yeah, out. exactly. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And it would like hyper show off sitting in the bottom mm-hmm. But essentially we would build an athletic leisure brand to compete with Lululemon and Viore, but fully designed around sitting. Yeah. <laughs> I well, think I'm curious great.
1: if we go to Viore's website because I get their magazine, right? Yeah. And it's wait, all, They have a magazine? Yeah. Do we got to do a magazine? It's like a a catalog.
0: Oh, see, that's what, great old ideas catalogs still work um i get their instagram ads but there's no b2b catalog imagine if you had a b2b catalog yeah like the economist but like for b2b Mm -hmm. mckinsey probably does something okay yeah those people look like hot and like they work out and they're fit that's not us that's not what we want
1: so i guess there's some lifestyle in here right those bottom photos look he's on a court so maybe not
0: dude made to perform Okay, but ours would be that same photo, but you would be, like, at your yeah, desk.
1: stretching. Maybe stretching. These uh, are all just white. Running. Play. So, this is all I wear except for today. Yeah, so yet, listen, I don't do any of the things. None of these things. On the site, I sit on my ass all day. <laughs> And I have a standing desk, and I don't even stand. No, of
0: course not. That's just, you just... Um, Wait, they're into fishing? I want to see this. Come on, show me the fishing real quick. What do we got for fishing? I want to see what they call fishing. So you could just do anything in any of them? So they just... But they don't
1: even have... Time out. They don't have different products for different activities? Yeah, even... That's their golf, and it's sweat shorts. Nobody golfs in those. What are you doing because I have Yori shorts that I wear golfing. Yeah, you have to have, like... Climbing, hiking. Yeah, they don't have work. What?
0: Yeah, yeah. Where's work?
1: Which go to, like, go to the men's drop down and go to button ups. No liners, by the way. I don't want no liners in our gear because I yeah, hate yeah. the underwear liners. So, yeah, thing. some of their stuff has
0: liners. Yeah, liners got to go.
1: Okay. Uh, do, yeah, button downs. And then go to the long sleeve button downs. See that guy? The polos are that guy nice. That looks so
0: fit. Like, look at these people. They don't look like they're about to go do work. They look like they're going to go, like, tour around a golf uh, or something. Maybe keep just scrolling down.
1: They have really nice, yeah.
0: Okay, so let's go to the bottom going. right one. This looks like what Brady wears every day to work. Yeah. I don't have that color. Okay, but. I have that one. Show them sitting, being like a fat piece of crap like us. Whoa. Okay, I'm glad you said us. <laughs> that meant me. Okay. Um,
1: So this is what, like, we have executive meetings this week. I'm going to be wearing this. I might even have my viewer so vest little, over. I, I mean, okay, vest. There you go. I gotta get to two
0: layers. Yeah, I mean? I'm
1: gonna be wearing. What about my a jacket? Do they have
0: any sport jackets? So they my meta could, pants. Can we get? Can we get Brady maybe a little bit more professional over here? So I have I've the seen black one. Those, I have the gray you know. one. Have like a sports jacket. See what I'm saying? Because this is where, to your point earlier, on the upperwear.
1: Yeah, they don't really have like. A, actually, I have a bomber jacket that I've worn.
0: A bomb? What's a bomber jacket? It's Do like you, the zip up with like. Okay, I don't want that. I want... Oh, like, that. okay, yeah, those are fine, but I don't think that's super... Like, do they have, like, a sports coat? Like, a sports no. jacket? Because to me, if... How about the quarter zips that we all, like, wear over, a, like, a collar Yeah, so shirt? I wear those ones. Yeah, but those are too thin. They don't look uh, professional. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the material? You and I both have one. They got some thick flannels. Yeah, dude. See, they aren't... They are not... They're, so, yeah, they're meant for working out and, and walking and jogging. But and, they have
1: all the attire to put together a good business outfit. Goodish.
0: I, I don't. Mean, it see depends enough.
1: on the, like the tech culture.
0: Tech culture, correct. But there's not a second layer unless you do the uh, the patented, you know, VC vest.
1: Yeah. But even a work culture where it's a nice T-shirt and pants, That's they'd true. be perfect for it. Yeah, that
0: is perfect for it. Yeah.
1: Button ups, they have it. Polos, they have it. I agree. Like the. The jacket layer, there's not too much.
0: But not one of these dudes casual. is working from home. There is no. This is where I think we have a spot. Can you go to Lululemon for us real quick, Scarlett? Let's see if Lululemon is doing any. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's this guy. Um, <sighs> yeah, they don't position it. Like their TV commercial is this like super skinny girl in front of her workout mirror. And my wife and I are just sitting there trying to watch Family Feud. I just think Feud we need to be
0: the least aspirational athletic wearer yeah. ever. More realistic. Yeah, yeah, hyper-pragmatic. Because their stuff is perfect for working. Okay, so they're more lifestyle. Yeah, I can't tell if they sell shoes or the pants. Are all of those for sale by Lululemon? That's weird. Yeah, I think that whole... All those are pants. Okay, so they're selling pants with a tapered trouser. I want to see a dude working, though. i going to keep going. This is a weird way to shop, by the way. That like weird left-to-right thing on the top.
1: So if you go down, more they had work. I think go up as one well. of the other uh, go down. Those check boxes on the left. <laughs> the middle, keep yeah. going, keep going. Yeah.
0: Underneath type, yeah. Keep going. Go. Activity, activity. Oh, yeah. Go to yeah. Go to activity. Work. Work. There we go.
1: So they actually have one,
0: which is good.
1: Okay, they. I good. mean, they kind of have the blazer you were talking about. <sighs> So not too much. I mean, they have six options, bro. Yeah, they're not really spending time. I think we could get after
0: this. Well,
1: that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, even the data we have, right? We know all the companies that work from home. We know all the
0: people who work in those companies. We know all their spouses. Why are the models so young? I can't get over it. Would you ever buy clothes as a male from a model that looked younger than you? I mean the guy in the middle I don't know how old he is.
1: I mean he could be like skin. really good skin in his 60s or I mean come on that guy's 18. not that old.
0: No. <laughs> These guys are all young. Dude that's a young kid, dude. Yes, I know. They don't have any male like dad bod. You know what I mean? Like we need some we need some dad bods, older models. Like okay, so here's my thought. Uh do you remember Chubby's Chubbies was big when we were in college. Remember that?
1: Yeah, I know. And they had the like
0: ambassadors at the college, but like their branding. See, like th- these people look a little bit more normal. See the little gut right there on the sports shorts? Thanks, homie. That's what. See that right there? Little belly hanging out? That's what we need. We need a little bit of belly. We need a little bit of like this is what we actually look like in these things. So yeah, abs. You're not a lot of abs and buy from us. Yeah,
1: but they are a fitness brand, which is why I think they have a hard time doing that
0: correct we're you not know, a fitness brand we're a work from that that yeah. see that dude in the middle he's gonna love our stuff and they have to be optimized for him sitting
1: yep yeah. because target's done it well in terms of like body type representation because yeah, if you're viore right see this right here
0: and i was on viore and i had it's way too tight of a shirt and i was sitting like this you could see my belly on the show i wouldn't want that so if we could come up with things that kind of hide your belly a little bit yeah your your pants are
1: optimized for sitting So I've seen ads for that where, yeah, they like, it's like, I'm not confident we're in there. Like, it's your shirt. And it's like, I guess, tied up here. There's There's, there's an Instagram ad for it. I think like even outside of that, it's just the work from home. Same exact clothes because the athleisure style is comfortable and they focus so much on comfort
0: for doing activity. Yeah, but there's a lot of guys like me who just don't want to feel lazy. That's my problem with it is like there's no brand. That has the same materials athleisure that I can wear and I don't feel lazy. Yeah. But it's even more comfortable when you're not even active in it. Like if it's comfortable
1: while you're running, oh, it's yeah. comfortable when you're just sitting down doing nothing. Except for
0: working all day. Okay. So if it's work from home style, what features do we, let's get specific. So I was trying to think about that. For our shorts. What, what do we want? I mean, all the shorts have to have pockets. I, I got to have pockets. Yeah, they need pockets. Does, can we have some... Because you know how sometimes with a- athleisure, when you're like just being a lazy... Like, okay, so like your Nikes. Do you ever have Nike sweats? Like the, the Heather Gray, classic, traditional Nike sweats. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the cotton ones? Yeah. The heavy just... Yeah. Your keys, your wall, all your crap always falls out of those. hmm So can we have like... Um, the pockets can't lose anything without zippers. Yeah. What if we could develop pockets that you never... Nothing ever escaped out of both out zippers. Yeah, I think that'd be a good pitch. I think you
1: could do like some type of elastic at the top, to where you can still get your hand in easily, but it's when nothing you're not digging in it, it closes up a little bit.
0: I do love the draw, like the elastic bands on those gray sweats. Can we have yeah.
1: like how do we want? But the thing, so with my like Viore shorts I wear, yeah. at, when I'm working from home, they're so lightweight that. I think they have a hard time handling just sitting in a office chair all day. So I noticed like some of the stitching in the back is wow. starting to get loose. Cheap labor,
0: cheap materials from these guys. I mean, we got to build a more heavy duty
1: yeah. product optimized for sitting. I think you could go like thicker on the material.
0: Yeah, You're not active enough. Because you don't want to run Viore.
1: in thick material.
0: No, but we don't. when run. you're sitting,
1: yeah. you know, you don't mind it. So, I definitely think, I mean, one, you could just take their clothes and you could rebrand it for more realistic leisure. It doesn't have to be
0: athleisure. Yeah. It's just working from home. Which is what, um, there's one in Austin that was super famous that went out of business that was more like this. It was like Outdoor Voices or, mm. um, do you know what I'm talking about, Scarlett? They sound outdoor. Yeah, no. Yeah, so click on this one. They were, like, much more about, I think, being, like... no. Oh, well, they went bankrupt and they got a new owner. And it looks like everybody's skinny again. Yeah, see? Like, that dude right there needs his tummy popping out a little bit. That's the same model, isn't it? That dude in <laughs> the top left, I feel like I just saw him. No, on the... Uh, down, on uh, that one yeah on the bottom left
1: oh no they're different what about the middle one he's got more wave in his hair and the
0: i know dude
1: is that him
0: i don't know (laughs) but they all have the same type and i've never seen any none of these are my friends are funny that's what i mean you get what i'm saying like i feel like if you just used real people and you built the clothes for them you could crush would you crush though oh yeah i don't know man i think we would I think we totally would. Because, see, it's all for recreation. What if you just want to sit? Like you said, Viore is made so much for motion that the stitching doesn't work if you sit on it too much.
1: But the nice thing is those button-ups I have, they feel like PJs.
0: Okay, but how do they rest? So if you're sitting when you wear the button-up, is it optimized? Does it need one less button? No, I know what you're saying.
1: It fits well. I mean, that's why I like the brand so much is shoulder width, everything. They're large. It fits me so well. But the button up shirts are so comfortable see i
0: would want to make sure like my button ups were optimized for slouching
1: yeah like slouch optimized yeah. material but i wear those out but even if it did show some belly it wouldn't matter because i'm just right here on video all day I like but you, it should you be don't want your name no you want pulled. to make it you're not going to have like a men's button-up crop top because who cares your zoom call is you know yeah, yeah, yeah. we want right to now. we want it optimized yeah you want to be able to wear it out i just think i think viore could have a massive campaign about work from home yeah but they don't so this is i our discovered it myself is wow their stuff i could pull off a work outfit and wear it all day at home and it's super comfortable all their advertisement and positioning would say, "Oh, Brady needs to get off his ass and do
0: something." It's meant for working active before he buys this clothing. So, how do we do ads for us? Okay, so we have our persona, people who work from home. So the cool thing is, is the data. You
1: could take the biggest. I mean, if we want to do a higher end, higher price, we could control where people are working. Right, the average salaries there likely in tech. We could, around the holiday season, even find their spouses, advertise to them on social with the positioning work from home, knowing they have the money,
0: yep. and knowing that spouse works from home. I had a, I had a kind of idea around it. Let's hear it. So what if we did like a hyper, hyper stereotypical calendar photo shoot? for like each one. So when you got our, so like when you bought, let's say, so you bought that gift from us. And when you came in the packaging, it came with a calendar and it was really like a modern day lookbook, mm-hmm. but it was just people wearing all of our products in the most like, f- like, and you could have inspiration on it. So you could have them wearing like a VC person wearing a vest and everything. Yeah. But then we would have like an interior design group sponsor it. So that the work from home setup was sick. So you could get inspiration on the work from home setup while also seeing what people were wearing while working from home. So it would be like a 12 different shots, shoots we yeah. did, of 12 different work from home setups in 12 different versions of our outfits. You
1: could have like pre-filled meetings Correct. with like the outfit you're going to wear Correct. using the clothes in the meeting. Yeah.
0: I feel like that would be sick.
1: Yeah. I just I haven't really seen it. Yeah. No. I live it every day.
0: Well, and we would have features. I guarantee you there's features that you could put like on the butt that a little padding? Man, I mean, I'm on I'm open to anything. A little butt padding. Maybe the way we do the inseams is different because it look once again, these seams are meant from moving. What if we just need the seams to be better for sitting? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think you could even get into the compression sock
0: game Ooh, right for blood yes, flow, while blood you're sitting flow, all day. I mean or tights you could do blood flow tights yeah optimize your work from home with tights and they're just like and you could get like you could send them to some like you know like a, if you could get like elon to wear them and elon tweets out that he's like feels more productive wearing his tights makes a meme out of it a little little wrist padding for the typing you know that would be a tiktok viral product if you had men wearing tights and working from home all day it would go viral on tiktok i
1: think most of the stuff like you got to build it to where they feel like they could go out to the grocery store and not have to change because they look ridiculous with their extra thick butt pad in their shorts like I feel like you can't go that far with it or like if there is padding in the wrist for I mean there's another keyboards. way you could
0: take this you could do like work from home slash men's lingerie I mean there is a place where you could take this that could be viral and go somewhere. Where there's not really a product for it, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where, where your head's really going there, <laughs> but well, okay. So, if we were to sell the tights, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: but I, you I wouldn't think, be on camera, no. And I'd probably wear like just shorts over tights, like, I know that's a workout thing, but everyone sells it as like. Well, I personally don't know if it helps you, like, not cramp your legs or whatever. Yeah, I don't it is. know. But, like,
0: if we could do it, like, for how it would help yeah. you with work.
1: But I do know, like, <laughs> blood clots can happen on long plane rides. And so, compression socks are good. There we go. For that. So, I figure that carries over to sitting in a
0: chair for eight hours a day. I love it. Yeah. Because, the like, there is this weird it. thing, too, about temp control. Sometimes you're sitting at your office and you can't get between hot or cold. Mm-hmm. We could have a way to get there, better temperature control. I don't know how we do it yet. But like imagine if you could design material and something that always kept you 72. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. I feel like we have legs on this one. How would you advertise it? Anywhere else?
1: Um, I mean, social's big. There's a lot of influencers. Like I follow some hilarious sale, tech sales meme accounts now that I found over break, and it's just so funny.
0: Like oh, why? It was uh, I'm trying to think it was a of... verbal meme.
1: It's just a a guy like working a deal and it's it's how people act while they're on the call with a prospect and then the second they hang up, just how they act (laughs) off the call. And a guy like trying to hit his number before, you know, the end of (laughs) Q four. It's just it's just good memes. Um but there's people like that who could easily push it. Position this brand outside of I think just the brand itself. The targeting is there, the product market fits there. It's just no one's really it's all self-perception right like i said it's my own perception of yori on like this is perfect for work Viori does not advertise to me that it to is saying, perfect oh brady work. this
0: is perfect for your work that's what i'm saying figured that out myself if we just had a hyper niche product that was just athletic leisure built Niches for work.
1: work and it's a huge niche it's not even no. everyone works from home. like we're picking out a grain of sand here no it's a massive idea
0: yeah so that's how we would do it any final thoughts Still looking for that Viore sponsorship. Yeah, I apologize for only wearing a shirt today. Yeah, I know that's on you, bro. If you really want to earn that sponsorship, you gotta step yeah. up your Viore game. Wear more Viore.
1: I don't think that's possible unless they start wearing socks and boxers. Then I it's can't game really over. Cap it out. Yeah, you have a hat. Do
0: you have shoes? Hats, shoes. They have shoes. shoes? shoes. Got to add that to the game. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. As always, like, subscribe, ring the bell so you know when we post new videos and yep. shorts and. um you know, download the podcast, leave comments, rate us, review us on uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. So, yeah, thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye.